Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Good morning. Good weekend. It's going to be a great Sunday for my Dallas Cowboys, Michael Irvin's Dallas yes. Cowboys, because they cannot and will not lose this Sunday. They'll figure out how to lose. <laughs> it is time for uh, you to skip the BS. Time for Undisputed. Time to get into it with Mike and Keyshawn over what happened last night in New Orleans as the Saints lost for the fourth time in five games and continue to open the division door for Baker Mayfield and those Buccaneers. Derek Carr made an ugly bunch of poor throws last night. One third and ten throw got popped up in the air, pick six. Mm. He had Carr mixed emotions by making one late throw that obviously should have been caught by Foster Moreau in the back of the end zone to either tie, maybe even win the game if the Saints had decided to go for oh. two. Then again, earlier in the game, Carr was yet again seen yelling at longtime offensive coordinator Pete Carmichael on the sideline. What a mess. Keyshawn, you did pick the Saints to win it all in part because your nephew Michael Thomas plays for the Saints. What was your biggest takeaway from what you witnessed last night? If, in fact, you watched the whole game. I'm not sure you could stay wait, with wait, the whole wait, game. Wait, 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 slow down. Yeah. Slow down, skip. Pick. The Saints, Say that the again. Saints to win, to win it, it all. all, and messes with you and I about picking the Cowboys. Yeah, now go ahead on yeah. and speak. Yeah, go ahead on. Well, <laughs> go ahead, Mr. Irvin. <laughs> if you understand anything about nepotism, then you would know why I picked the Saints. You know, Skip, you and I texted a little bit last night we did. during the game. and I, I think you were about to check out <laughs> in the second quarter. Yeah, and, and, and then, you know, I, I actually did check out at halftime, yeah. and I came back the third quarter mm-hmm. and said to myself, yeah. okay, wow. Carr, to me, is not living up to what I thought at the start of the season when he came over from the Raiders. I anticipated and expected for him to play a lot better in this offense to catch fire. For whatever reason, they're stalling. They're not putting the ball in the air nearly the way that I envisioned them. When you look at the amount of weapons that they have on the offensive side of the ball, I I can't put my finger on it. I don't know what the problem is. When you throw the ball 55 times, 55 attempts, that's too many. By the way, that included 22 incompletions. Go ahead. And I don't need him doing that. I I don't. As much as I want my nephew to catch the football, you can be, you know, 23 of 27 for 230. You've got a couple running backs that if you just run the football, try to run it. Let let Taysom Hill Mm -hmm. carry the ball some. Give it to him out of the backfield. Clearly, he showed you he could do that in the red zone when he scored the touchdown. They got the football, two gifts. 
Okay, two bad fumbles, one on about the 40-yard line they had to punt. Then they got one on the 17-yard line, they only got three out of that. So you start to look at that, what is wrong yep. with this offense? And Pete Carmichael, yes, he's a, a, a terrific offensive coordinator, but let's not forget, Sean Payton was the, the, the person calling the plays yep. in New Orleans, although Pete had the title. Mm -hmm. He did it when Sean was suspended that year. But for the most part... This, is, this isn't Sean Payton. And I think a lot of times we look at New Orleans and we assume that everything is going to be okay because the offensive system is still intact. But Sean's not calling the plays. Mm. That's one of the biggest issues that I have. I can't take away and go away from my pick, my suit. I got to ride with him to the oh, end, yeah, yeah, yeah. to the wheels fall off. It is out. what it is. Yeah, you're going to flame out. Mm. You're going to burn out. It's going to be ugly. That's what well, it's going to be. And I'm going to be right trade, here to remind you every time. The trade chance. day line is coming wow. up. Maybe if y'all smart enough in Dallas, there's Wait. a certain receiver about that's tall right that can help y'all. Maybe right y'all can see if there's an interest you know, from a certain receiver. Oh, you're you're talking about the Saints? And we'll you talk know, about all man. of that later. We'll talk about all that later. Right now, it's your time. You know, it is I our time. Mike, what do you want you. me to do? And my I, nephew. Well, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, don't be getting on me with the Cowboys. You talk with, okay, but that's it. Let, let's get to Jacksonville. You said a whole lot about the Saints. You didn't get Jacksonville the right credit. That well, they he asked me what went wrong. I understand. You could have just said well, well, they ran into away. Jacksonville. Just try that. They ran into Jacksonville, and this young team right here, with guts and fight, got up and whooped them. That's what you should say to get them that credit, because really, honestly, 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 they did. They did early on, and then they came back. But, but, but they sealed the game. And honestly, honestly, I thought it was a great sealing victory for the Jacksonville Jaguars. We've been talking about both teams, one in the NFC, the Detroit Lions, who are up and coming, fighting to fight with those big boys, trying to get in and scratch into that big race. And in the AFC, it's the Jacksonville Jaguars now sitting at five and two, fighting to get in with them big boys and scratching at that surface. And I'm going to tell you why I say that. First of all, the most impressive thing last night was Trevor Lawrence taking the football field. I was suffering a week, a week six injury and, and, and fighting through for his team. It's what it's the message it sends. Not only did he take the football field, he was leading Russia. He rushed for 59 yards. That's a, so, 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 so what does that say to everybody else on my team? You damn, get your butt. You better get your butt on the field. Yep. If, if this guy's on the field with a broken, with a bad knee, you better get on, your, on this football field and give what you got. It's the message that sends throughout this team mm -hmm. that, want, that, that, that the Jacksonville Jaguars when they won this game last night. Offensively, offensively, man, they, they were up, played, played great early, kind of fell off, and needed to make plays in the end. Kristen Kirk. On, on Tyron Matthews. I don't wow. know why they had him on one-on-one on -on -one with Matthews. But great play call, great setup, and Christian Kirk goes and scores a touchdown. You're like, wow. He's out there with a bad leg, and his offense get the game-winning touchdown, right? Get a touchdown when they need it. Mm -hmm. So now the offense feels good. Then the Saints get that drive key that we were just talking about. They get the drive, and the defense comes up with the stop right, on the, right in the red zone. On fourth down, I say this is a this is a trifecta victory for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, it's a great victory. It puts the team in the right place, and both sides, offense and defense, got a say in the last call. 
we are talking about a new king of takeaways in the National Football League in the Jacksonville Jaguars. And this young team is ready. catch the football on the corner route, it's a tie game, or they go for two and win it. What, 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 that, what does that mean? What, what, don't, what, don't act mm. like they just got to stop. We can do You're making it sound like they every... just got to stop. Mm. They didn't get a stop? No, they did. But what contributed to that stop, mm. Michael? Great defense. The dude's going wide open. If he, just, if he just trusts these... He, right. he would be okay. But, but this goes back to what we said. No, no, if we go back to that play. It wasn't just his hands. It was also that defender up under. He kind of flinched just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. So you're going to get hit anyway. Right, right, right. That's what we're saying. That's what we say. And, I, but, and look, I'm not down on him, Skip, okay, because in a situation like that, you know, you know, you, 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 you miss an opportunity. He don't need to hear from me. Hell, he heard it from yeah. himself when he was sitting on the he, bench. He did. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, you know, hard. I just wish he – just – Catch it. All right. Back to your Super Bowl pick. I thought it was a slick pick, a slick pick, because you really can't lose because if you if you hit on it, if they suddenly get hot and go win the Super Bowl, you say, I'm a genius. If they don't, you say, I was just being true to my my nephew. I I just was supporting. It was nepotism. So you can disqualify your own pick either way. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But look, I I liked it. You you know why. All right. So and you know why it was wrong. Because of that quarterback. And I warned you from the start. I, I, I tried to help you. You're not I, the only one. I know. I, I'm sure you've heard I, it from a, inside out. Man, I, okay. If you only do. Skip. Okay. I, I got it. Okay. But Derek Carr, to me, has a lot in common with Dak Prescott. Even though I think Dak's a little better than Derek. Derek, can have, he's capable of having big games. And then he's very capable of that thing last night. And I do think his psychology is that he felt he was born to be the Raiders quarterback. And he thought he was yeah. going to retire a Raider. Right. And yeah. all of a sudden, he gets thrust into a situation. They didn't want me. And now i got to start all over, kind of, you know, on the backside of my career in New Orleans. It looks like he's crumbling some under the pressure. And then he starts to take it out on the sideline on Pete Carmichael, who has been their coordinator, as you point out, Keyshawn, for 15 years. He's been there for 17. He's respected within the organization. Yeah. Because he's been there. He's a stalwart. He, he's a cornerstone of that franchise. And it's a bad look for the team and for Derek and for everybody involved for him to be screaming at Pete Carmichael on the sideline. So it, it comes down to two throws late in the game. And I think he actually shocked Foster Moreau that he made such a good throw. Was, you, you can argue this throw is a touch high. It's a touch. But, but Man, in the come on. There's a perfect throw. I mean, it didn't hit him in the face. But, but again... Is Keyshawn going to catch? Yes. Is Michael going to put it in his back pocket? Yes, That's yes, 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 yes. That's, yes. <laughs> huh? That's, a, that's an easy grab. It's a pretty easy catch. Easy. And I think he just got shocked that Derek actually put it where he could actually catch it. But then what happens on the next play? Can we see the next play? Because it's a horrible right. throw to me. And you it's got a, one more a, shot. It's a horrible throw. It's a horrible throw. It's, it's fourth a, it's down. And then I don't even know what the idea route. is. It's just a bad. Everything's yeah. wrong. It I had no chance. Be, it had no chance. I wish I could have seen the bottom screen. Uh, and see what they sides. actually was doing to my nephew. Yeah. But I wouldn't – it was a poorly designed play it, it was just, to begin with. It was a terrible right. idea. And it just kind of left you flat because obviously Moreau should have caught it and we'd be having a whole different conversation. And then you do have a reprieve. You got fourth down, and, and it, it just falls flat on its face. And it leaves you saying, what, what are they? Where are they? Where are they headed? And it, they got a good defense. Yeah. Well, they do, except you brought up the – excuse me, the Christian Kirk play – 
I, they get Tyrun on him running on the crossing okay, route. Tackling. But, but then right, somebody's right. got to tackle him. That, that defense is too good to let him just run he, he through ran, everybody. He ran a jerk route. Where, now rally. Right, right. That's one missed tackle. The football. That's one. That's two. Yeah. Okay. That's three. Uh, that's four. Basically okay. four and, missed tackles. And you know what it felt like to me? Like the defense is being affected by the lack of offense. Like they're all – their heart's not in it either. They're losing – Heart for what's happening because he just runs through them. I, they never give up a play he's like really, that. He's really fast. Though. No, he he, he was that, outrunning uh, the angles. Right, so, right. He, said, he was outrunning the angles. He's run since college though. So I, but he is really fast, and they are really good. And I want to amplify Michael Irvin's mm. point because Trevor Lawrence sent a message mm. to his team. Right. I, I'm I'm out here, man. Right. And not right. only was right. he out here, if we could see right. three of his quote unquote scrambles, the, the first Dude. one, I'm saying, what are you doing? Because he Ooh. just takes off, and we can see this, he just takes off running. And this is when he's got a bum knee, and, right. and he gets the first down. And that sent a big message to his team. Here's the second one, and this is the longest run. Man, he looked fast on this play. Yeah, that play right yeah. there, he certainly okay. looked fast. Yeah. Okay, and then the third but one is. Let me see where he's knee limping a little. Check this out. He cuts back inside like he's going to take some punishment. Like, I don't want to go out of bounds. I'm going to cut. Oh, that's still the, that was the last one. Let's see right. the. Do we have the last play? I don't know if we have the very, the fourth quarter scramble. But anyway, in the fourth quarter, he cut back inside a defender like he's going to get more. Are they he on the run. Cowboys schedule this year? No. Oh, man. <laughs> no, you will. Right? They got a very We took our lumps from them in overtime, if we, you remember that yeah, game yeah, at yeah. Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah they, they got a really good team, Skip. Yeah. I think they really do. when you look at where they're at sitting at five and two really do. within their division, mm -hmm. their division is not very good. So they run away with that division, although Houston is a team that's scrappy and they are. it's still a win here or there and, and, and gives some hope. But when you talk about Tennessee and Indianapolis, that's nothing there. Jacksonville will mess around as, as we're joking around. And that's the question, Keith. And they will have the one of the two seed. Yeah. And we'll all be sitting here going, huh? Yep. Because they've been in the playoffs already. So yep. they, they got that taste. They understand what it takes. Their head coach has won a Super Bowl has been in the playoffs multiple times. He knows what it takes. They got a young nucleus. Kelvin Ridley didn't even do anything that's, last that's night. That's the surprising part. Well, right. I mean, maybe they just didn't utilize him a certain right. way, but he didn't even do anything last night, and they still was able to get a victory uh, against New Orleans in New Orleans. So you think about that for a minute. What could they be in terms of the hierarchy in that AFC conference? And, and when I say that's the one, it's because when you hear Coach Peterson talk about it, he talks about Ridley as he's going to be the star of this team. Yep. He says, listen, this kid is going to be great. He's going to be a star. I just got to get him out of his own head. So so something, you know, just whatever that is, but it ain't a physical thing. He has to. So, so really, when really do get going, oh, that's why I'm saying the question really is, mm. are they ready for the big boys? Mm. Because what you saw last night I thought was a thorough victory for the Jacksonville Jaguars moving forward with what with all those elements I talked about. But who earlier. do we consider the big boys? The Miami. You know who the, the big boys. Miami, the, the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, they, if all you remember, they, teams, they, they played Kansas teams. City tough last year. Yes, in that's the what I'm saying. It's right. not like they are right. afraid of Kansas City. Mm. I mean, they've beaten teams within their conference. They came from behind against the Chargers right. last year and won that game. They didn't quit. So. When you start to think about a young team that's building and Travis yeah. Etienne and company, they, they certainly right. got something. Yeah. That, that running back runs hard, and he runs quick and fast. Where, where he hits, He gets up <laughs> into people quickly, 
and he knocks people yeah. over. You, you remember they got they, they got they didn't want ETN when they first drafted. Remember when they drafted him with Trevor Lawrence and everybody was saying, "No," I was like, "What are you Late talking about? Round. This yeah. dude can play." Well, and, they well, were, but but if you remember when they drafted him, they didn't necessarily draft him to play receiver, running back. They drafted him to play receiver. That was the difference. Right. That's why people well, was going, like, what are you doing? Well, in this new offense, uh, running backs are receivers, and receivers are running backs. Be yeah. honest with you. And, and, well, you know, yeah, and, but and they going wanted to, to convert weapon. him for whatever reason. They wanted to convert him right. to a full-time right. wide receiver, which yeah. really made no sense. Yeah. No sense whatsoever. Not, back, not a full-time. Back to the quarterback. Just after he was drafted, he'd made some remarks about, Football wasn't really his priority in life. And a lot of us sat here and said, well, is it or isn't? Because you cannot be a franchise quarterback unless you are obsessed with this. I mean, you have to live it and die it if you're going to be that guy. And he looked a little like a surfer dude, even though he's from Atlanta. And then you wonder. It's the hair, man. It's the hair. Like sunshine. Sunshine in the movie. Yet he and his, I think they were engaged at that point. They moved out here to Southern California. So he was going to become a surfer dude type out here in L.A. (laughs) And so we're kicking it back and forth. Does he have the the mental and physical toughness to be a star in this league? Uh, Yes, he does. And And last night was a perfect point. Yes. That's a good point. to, To prove to right. everybody on that stage, on the Thursday night solo stage, that with a, I, I guess it's a sprained knee. But remember, w- we talked at the end of the show yesterday, the point spread kept going up, up, up in favor of New Orleans because right. Vegas thought he was not going to tough it out and even play at all. And you and I were both picking. I said, I'll, I'll pick Jacksonville if he plays, but I don't know that he's going to play. Well, he played. And then he sat with the Thursday night crew, Carissa and company, and our man Richard Sherman down on the end of the dais. And... His his football IQ, I don't know if you guys saw any of it, mm-hmm. it, it is extreme, man. He can really talk it. He sees it. He, he, he is becoming a big star. He's, he's becoming a threat to the top of the hierarchy right. of quarterbacks, where mm-hmm. at some point he is so good because he's 6'5", and he's got, a, you know, he, he's got easy velocity. You know, he's got effortless velocity that I, I think we're going to be talking about him as a threat at some point to Mahomes and Burrow and to and whoever else, Josh Allen, you want to put at the top. We- hey, yeah, you will, Skip. I think when you look at where he was at as a rookie in the situation he was put in as a rookie is totally different yeah. than now with Coach Peterson. It's just, a, it's, just, it's just a different situation. So you're getting an opportunity to see his true value at the quarterback position and who he really is. He has a real teacher in Mike McCoy at the quarterback position as his coach, along with Doug. So yeah. you got two guys that have been underneath the center in the National they Football have. League that longtime coaches mm-hmm. that understand what it takes to be successful. And when you have that in the room, that, right. that knowledge seeps into your brain. Yeah. So now you have the ability to be able to take advantage of that, yep. transfer that onto right. the field, and become something successful. He is it. still relatively young. Right. This is, is not this is not a guy in his ninth year. No. This is a kid that's still young and learning how to play at the pro level. And yeah. understanding what it takes to be successful at this level. Because I don't want to go back to his original comments about, you know, basically the other things in life yep. just football. But when you get here, you realize there's not much other things to life than football. Because that's what it takes to be successful, no matter how you come in. I came in thinking, oh, man. I'm here now. We're going to win right now. That's what I thought when I got there. 
we only won four games in two years. I was like, okay, so this thing is different. You learn this league once you get here. I realize you can't win in this league by yourself. I don't care if I did it somewhere else. It ain't going to happen here. He may have realized I can come in and play quarterback and still have a life. And now he understands to get to the top because he's at the top. He knows what he had put in. It's going to take me giving my life to this game. And he's doing that. Mm. So, Keyshawn, back to your New Orleans Saints. Man, what, man? So, Derek Carr's offense goes three of 18 on third down, <laughs> but they sort of cancel some of it out because they go four of six on fourth down, and they control the football like crazy because they keep it for 36 minutes to only 24 minutes mm-hmm. for Trevor Lawrence's offense. And they pile up 407 total yards, which works. You know, you'd say, well, that, that should be good enough to get you there. But they go two of five in the red zone. They did what the Cowboys do. Okay, well, you can make that case. <laughs> Don't Although, score when they get in the red yeah, zone. Except the Cowboys are four and two. Yeah, and, I, get, I get all that. Okay, and all they're right. three and four. I got that. Yeah. And they have or lost. Three and three or whatever the heck no, they are. What, what are they? They've lost three, four out of five. Three and three, I believe. No, but they've lost four. Right? So what are I don't even Yeah, know so they three and they three and four to you, man. Okay. Three and yeah, four. Yeah, three and four. Like, okay. so, so are you ready to jump completely no, off that bandwagon? I can't hanging in. No, I because the division is very winnable. And if they can yeah. win the division just like Tampa Bay did last year at, at, at what was it, nine and seven? Yep. You win that division, you get a home playoff well, Tampa game. Bay, it was eight and nine. Or eight and nine yeah. or whatever it was. You you win that division, you get a home playoff game. You draw a team like Dallas because they're not going to win their division. And then. How do you know that? Who's to I, say? I mean, we're going to come back here Monday and, and it's going to be two losses each for he, Philadelphia. He, 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 and no, Dallas. Key, wait, wait, wait. Don't, don't let Key skirt this. Yeah. Don't let Key skirt this. Skirt, skirt, key, yeah. Stop Key. What are they going to do now? So, so even if they win that garbage division yeah. and they get into the playoffs, they got a home playoff game. They are. I don't care where you play the playoff game. They're going to be back home right after that game. So they're not going yep. anywhere. Very similar to. So don't say if they get in the playoffs, anything can happen. They're not one of the oh, teams so you don't think, you don't that think if they anything, get in the playoffs. So no, you ready to tell me anything? No, 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 no. They will not win in the playoffs. They will not win in the playoffs. They, they won't, Ken. You know that. I don't know. I don't But Jacksonville can Jacksonville can. That. That's what we're talking about. No, Jacksonville can. No, that's can. not what Skip mentioned. New Skip Orleans was talking can. about the Saints. No, Skip was talking about the no, same thing. No, he said the Saints. He asked me about my team. That they can't win in the playoffs. You said that's the season. You, you tried to I, say they can win in the playoffs. I do think And they I'm can. saying they, they can't can. win, but the Jacksonville can win. And you, and you know If that. they win their division, they Look, get a home playoff game, Michael. Mm. Anything could happen. Okay, but they're not going to win their division because Baker is going to win that division. I don't know. Uh, right. I don't know. But, uh, Baker just lost to Detroit at home yeah, okay. and looked the shell of himself from the first yeah. couple weeks. All right. I just mentioned this, but we got to talk about Sunday night's game, Miami at Philadelphia. Cry, Eagles, cry. When it comes to travel, we all know that feeling of wanting to escape to our happy place, whether it's hitting the beach, the ski slopes, or just kicking it with your crew in a tropical paradise. And Priceline wants you to get there and be very happy with a happy price. So you never have to miss a trip. Let me tell you, Priceline has got your back to make it all happen. My happy place is Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Picture this, crystal clear waters, golden sands, and sun shining down 
on you like it's your personal spotlight. That's right. Cabo is my ultimate happy place. And you know what makes it even better? Priceline's VIP family feature. You heard it from me. That's right. VIP treatment for you and your squad. Imagine being with your crew, soaking up the sun and living your best life. And while scoring deals up to five times faster, it's like scoring a game-winning touchdown on vacation. Now, who am I taking with me to Cabo? To that epic trip, that adventure? My boys, my ride or dies, my crew, ones who've been there through thick and thin from the beginning to the end. I'm not taking any kids, no kids, just me and the boys living it up. So what are you waiting for? Download the Priceline app today and save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your favorite happy price with Priceline. Make some memories that'll last a lifetime. Cabo ain't ready for me or us, but we're ready for Cabo. Thanks to Priceline, the real MVP of travel. The Eagles are two and a half point favorites at home Sunday night over the Dolphins. Michael, obviously you and I will be rooting for the Dolphins, but who wins and why? Now listen, I'm not just rooting for the Dolphins. I am taking the Dolphins only because now, now this is not, this doesn't have anything to do with the Cowboys. I'm just letting you guys know, taking the Dolphins because I do believe that this offense that the, Dol- that the Dolphins have is going to be a little bit too much for the Philadelphia Eagles. I love the comments I'm hearing now because Philly was talking about this and, you, you know, I, I see what I see on the field and I need to see how players are seeing it. And, and they said, they said, listen, we can't run with this team. So we got to bring pain to this team, you know. So that tells me that this game is played in one place, right there on that offense and defensive line. Right now, Miami gives up one sack a game, one sack a game, two or five and oh in those one sacks. When they one sack less, he's five and oh. One more than one sack, not so good. That's exactly where this game's going to be played. Because I don't think Philly has enough on the backhand to stop this team. And when you have an explosive team like Miami, this kind of explosive is different. Most of the time we're talking about explosive, we're talking about a team that can really get up the field. And most of the passes are up the field, which would play into the hands of the Philadelphia Eagles because that means Tua is holding on to the ball. But this kind of explosive, I mean, gets, get, Tua gets the ball out of his hands so quickly, and they'll start the game doing that. They'll play a quarter and a half, two quarters, getting the ball out of his hands quickly to wear down that defensive line. And then when they start wearing down, they have a little more time. Then you'll start seeing these boom, 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 bombs everywhere. And at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, you're going to come on back and say, that's why Michael said Mortimer will pack because Tariq Hill going to give y'all those deuces. And when he give you the deuces, that means he's going to be telling y'all. Y'all got two losses, just like the Dallas Cowboys. Deuce out on that. That's what he going to be saying. You still play Dallas twice, man. I mean, Mm -hmm. Philly twice. Mm -hmm. Calm down. Can't wait. Who are we we talking about right now? Mm -hmm. (sighs) Yes, that is true. They cannot run with them. So if you cannot run with a team and you give them free access, bombs away early, not necessarily late. You don't want to put yourself in that position if you're Philadelphia's defense. What you want to do is you want to disrupt the timing. Ooh. You want to disrupt that by putting your hands on them, much Ooh. like the Buffalo Bills were able to do. You want to disrupt the routes. You don't want to lean off of Tyreek Hill and allow him to eat your cushion up or waddle, for that matter, and run by you. So if you get up on him, 
and you become physical with them at the point of attack, now you allow Tua to have to reload, find another place to go with the football, and hopefully uh, Reddick and those dudes will get to the quarterback and apply that type of pressure. Now when you look at the offensive side of the ball, Philadelphia's got to get back to doing what they do best, which is run the football and allow Jalen Hurts to be Jalen Hurts. Don't allow, don't all of a sudden turn him into a passing quarterback that has to throw the ball 45 times a game. You don't want to do that. You want to, you want to do what got you to the Super Bowl last year. And I think against this Miami defense at home, that could happen. Now, in Florida, this has always been one of my one of one of my things. With Florida teams go to cold sort of uh, weather you, places. I don't be begging for weather. I'm not, I'm not begging, begging. for weather. I'm, I'm, begging I'm not, for weather I'm not begging for weather. I'm, I want to try to tell you why I think Miami loses the game. I think even though it won't be freezing cold, it's around 50 degrees at the start. By the time you get to the second half, it drops. They're coming from a place at plus 90. Okay, so <laughs> when they get on that plane, it's 90. When they land, it's 45. Okay, so it's a little bit different. You know this, Michael, had played in Florida at Miami when you went up to Boston College, even though y'all probably smacked them, it didn't feel good to the bones. So that plays a part in this as well. Miami has not traveled and played well in the cold in the past. Mm. They, they, They just haven't. So Philadelphia, I'm sure, is hoping for a little weather to turn a certain way. That's all I'm saying. I'm I can't, not even, I can't even, Skip, we can't even mess with Key about the weather because he's just pulling out of his pain when they were in Tampa hadn't to go to Philly themselves, and they needed to go to yeah, Philly. We, we, we he's just pulling out of his pain. Now, that was, that's very true. That's very, 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 very true. But you did finally break through at he Philadelphia. Yeah, after a few smacks up, yeah, upside the head. Right? Yeah. How cold yeah. was it that January day that mm. you broke through? It was very cold. That's what I'm saying. It was and very you cold. figured it out. Oh, right? no question. Okay. No question. In in they've shown this year that they potentially could have a portable offense. What mm. that means is that offense could travel in any climate, any weather, any conditions, rain, right. snow, sleet. Right. They've shown that, all right. but they haven't played in it yet is all I'm saying. Okay, so you are sidestepping the issue as usual because you are not predicting a, a no, winner. No, Philadelphia's going to win 38-33. That's 38, what I got. 33 Yeah, write it down, Skip. 38-33. Okay. okay, I'm writing it down right next and, to and, and if they do lose, yep. they still a half a game up on you. It's a half a game just on the win. And column. you gotta play them twice. But the all-important well, loss column will be two to two. Okay, That's and it. you gotta play That's them it. twice, okay? though, Skip. And I can't wait for either one of those games because we have a chance to win both of them. We will win the one at home for a fact. And I'm going to remind you that these teams weren't all that different last year, except at quarterback. Remember. My team went up there when they were a flat-out buzzsaw on a Sunday night about this time of year. And do you remember what happened? Cooper Rush got off to a shaky start for the first time in his career, and all of a sudden, he got hot. And here they came, and they got back to 20-17. to 17. And how did Jalen Hurts kill the clock and finally kill me and us? He ran the football on third right. down, third and five, third and four, third and three. They ran the football down our throats. We could not that night stop the key play runs. That hasn't changed. Okay. And then on Christmas Eve, here came Philly to Dallas, and we hung 40 on that defense, 40 points. And I'm going to say it again. I know they've got some new young players, blah, blah, blah. I got that. 
they are still torturable. They are still vulnerable, yeah. and especially against this and offense, this, right. th this thing is it's something. It's something we haven't seen in a long, long time right. since the greatest show on turf, and it's faster than the greatest. It might not be quicker than the greatest show on turf, but it's faster. Yeah, okay? it, it might be a little well, bit of both. Yeah, it might yeah, be a little yeah, bit of both quick and fast. Yeah. Yeah. different. Right. But it's a, it's it's okay. oh, ain't no might be about it, guys. We can stop no, that yeah. might be. No, I they, they no, can't say they, no they, nobody, be, yeah, nobody I don't know if anybody in the history of the NFL can put a track team on the field. I don't think so. I've Miami never Dolphins. seen one. No, because I've never seen a player faster in pads than Tyreek. But just two weeks ago, the book was out with the Bills. But but let me say something to this key. Because I and I wrote down that when you talked about press coverage and all of that, and the Bills did this, the Bills see them. Twice a year. I understand. Every that. year. There's a difference That's when a you know point. a player Very like good. that. Yeah. You can yep. come up to him. Philly don't even understand the kind of speed Tyreek Hill has. They don't see it. They, they, when you see it all the time, oh, you get a comfort about it. But when, it, when, you see, when they see it Sunday and you're like, whoa. I thought he was fast. This is a, it's, it's a different kind of speed. So it's going to be. And you saw that right there. You saw it. That, 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 now, that, that, that's a perfect play. We didn't some. That's a perfect play because you know what? That show right there, that, that little joker, he ain't scared to go inside and catch the pass. No, no, so not, all that stuff everybody's talking about, let's just get on up and press him. Okay. No, but it ain't, it's not about. It's, I, I understand when, what you're saying. When I say get you're up trying to mess it, with the timing. You're messing with the timing. Right, right, right. Michael. But, but what you're not saying on that for the rest of the people, that they're, that's going to leave bombed over oh, right back there. I, I ain't want to say it yeah, because yeah, we're, yeah, in, yeah, we're yeah, in the middle yeah, of a war yeah, right now, so I, I backed out of it. Fair but, but you know what I'm saying? But, but, but uh, people are in the middle of war. We are not. Thank God. Yes. I shouldn't say it. No. <laughs> thank God we are not. But, but that's what I'm saying. This team is dangerous in that sense, that these speed guys don't mind catching short routes and taking it the distance. So, so now when you press up on them, when you press up on them, if you have a safety up high, Miami's going to run the ball the most. The most run, that's going to open up the football field for the running game. So now if you say, all right, we're, we're not going to do that. We're going to keep them low. Now we're going to start running crossing routes because these fast dudes don't mind crossing, and you guys are going to be trying to play man. You're still going to run into each other. I'm going to catch it on the other end, and he's still going to deuce you out I, and tell I, you I two feel, losses just I, like I the Cowboys. Feel, I feel like I have a better shot at winning by yeah. disrupting the timing. And if you want to run the football, then – it's you go down. right ahead and you go right ahead and, right. and, and take that. I'll take that poison. But what I'm not going to do is allow them to do. Because you think that's a slower beat down running, but Absolutely. they have 4-2 speed at running back. Yeah, I understand but that's, what you're saying. But the 4-2 speed at running back, you got to get through three levels to hit a home right. run. Right. At yeah. the receiver position on the perimeter, you don't have to get through three levels. You got to get one past Good one point. dude. You got to get past one dude. And if yep. they get past that one dude, it's a house call. So if I'm up in you, and I'm disrupting that timing. Now, all of a sudden, Tua has to scan the field, recock and load something that he doesn't want to do. He no. wants to get the ball out right now. So Absolutely. if I'm looking at Michael Irvin, and all of a sudden, he no, ain't there. You. I got to go over Boy, here. If they and I'm do that, now it changes things. That's, that's what changed things. Uh, in that Cleveland game against San Francisco. Mm -hmm. I don't care how great you are. And we can say this because we talk system and all of this. Look how great you are. If they are in your mug like that, you got a problem. And that's what Philly's talking about. That's why I say this game's going to be won right up front. And Miami's offensive line has to be ready for this onslaught that's about to come in. That led the league in sacks last year, right? Didn't, didn't Philly lead the league in yeah. sacks last year? Mm -hmm. Okay. 
right. Okay. All right. Remember how fast he gets the ball out of his hands, though. You got to So, Mike McDaniel has worked miracles with Tua. I, yeah. I've never been sold on Tua, but I, I have to be sold on him in this offense run by this guy who's a flat-out wizard. So, I need him on Sunday night, Mike McDaniel, to go Harry Potter, to go Hogwarts up there in Philadelphia on the Eagles to where they're just looking all over the place. They can't right. find these people who are running by them because it seems like magic. It's like a magic act. Tua is throwing the ball quicker than anybody in the league is getting rid of the football, and, and he's doing it on deeper routes where he's just throwing it up for grabs because the track team can run under his punts. He throws punts, and they go run under him for big games. Yeah, but if you put in – that poor guy from Carolina at the cornerback position, yeah, playmaker. You, you, you setting him up for failure. You mm -hmm. got him in press coverage against Tyreek Dam Hill, yeah. and he doesn't even touch him. And you, right. you put you setting him up for failure. The same thing that the Chargers did at the beginning of the year, mm. uh, Brandon Staley. You got the corner up on Tyreek Hill, as if Tyreek Hill is but, just but a guy with a uniform but, on. But that's what you just said. The Phillies should do press Tyreek Hill. But you gotta put your hands on them. Mm. They letting him just run. Michael, think about it. Yeah, yeah I think they tried to put their hands and on him. And he just missed? And well, I think needs, so. Well, if he just missed, then he needs to figure it out. Well, I'm saying, Luke, a lot of people just miss. Mm. That, that, and especially when you don't know that this offense, you know, when, you, when you, you know, practice against this offense, you don't understand. Then you get worried. What Skip just said about Mike McDaniels designing things. Now, when you, when you go against it, you know, you understand the primaries of the play and what secondary things may happen. But, but when you don't all the time, and he starts putting variations on plays that you see on film, and now you're getting lost and they're running wide open. Mm -hmm. And when they're wide open, it's over. I, I, I just don't see Philly having enough. If they don't get the tour right now, it, they, they, it's, it, this game could get ugly. Mm. And what did we see oh, the, the Jets? Yeah, go ahead. If they score up early scoring, now Philly wants to really win running. You just told them stop throwing the ball 45 times. Well, that puts them in they a wanna, bad they wanna, place. They want to win running. They, what they displayed against the Jets was not Philadelphia. And I understand you look at Jalen Hurts' three interceptions and a bad throw when he's backpedaling yep. at the end of the game there with the pick six. I, I get all that. That's I got that. But what I would say is you have to now counter offensively with your defense, I mean defensively with their offense in their skill position players. They're not as fast as Tyreek in, in well, Waddle, but they make a whole lot of plays. Okay? And so how does that play That's in this game, beast. Skip, where mm. all of a sudden we act as though Philadelphia doesn't have no, a potent offense beast. as well? They, they do. It's just different. Okay. It's a different style. It's different because they're not sure who they are just yet under their new coordinator. They went through an identity crisis against the Jets because they tried to turn Jalen into Joe Burrow. And he can do a lot of that because he's a very good – he's turned himself into a very good thrower yeah. of the football. But they need part of that attack to be him with his legs. Again, right. the reason, as we pointed out, that the tush-push works – it's not because he's getting – it's because of Jalen Hurts, who can lift the whole gym when he goes into the gym. Pound for pound, he's the strongest player in the league, strongest quarterback in the league, and what a power base he has. Well, they, they've got to figure out how to utilize that power base in a blend with his ability to throw the football. And against the Jets, all they did was throw the football. They, they abandoned the running game, and I'm not sure 
that they have a great running game. I'm, I'm not a big right. Swift fan. I know he had the big game at home because he's from there. He's been they got a great offensive line. Oh, it, 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 it's confusing that they run game. Back, he had one bad game. He did. Yeah. Well, one bad game because their entire offense played bad. Mm -hmm. That's one game. Yeah. Are you do, do you do you have a high level of confidence in your pick? Because 38 I to 33, I'm okay. picking Philadelphia. All right, I'm going to switch it around because I already wrote this down. I got 38 for the visiting team Boy. to 35. I'm going to give Jalen 35. I think it's going to be a great game to watch, a, sh a weird kind of shootout because Philly will try to run the football and keep them off the field. And they Philadelphia won't, they won't scores at home. Yep, they they score right. at home. Mm -hmm. It's just what they do. It, it, Jalen Hurts, is, it, it's, it's, if my memory serves me correctly, he has not put sloppers back-to-back -back together. He just hasn't. No. He hasn't. Well, he may not put a slopper back-to-back. -back. And this may, well, may not be a slopper, but it's going to take something incredible to win this game when Miami's putting up 498 <laughs> yards a game. Now, so now, why are they favored, Why are they favored? Why is Philadelphia favored? Okay, because they're money. at home. Because money. Because they're because at home. Money, now, right. now it's because And of not money. even three but points. Other teams, home. Even three and not points. even three points in that but, home. But, so they're really not favored. Yes. They're correct. really not favored. Thank you. To speak on that now. They they just, just be real here. Well, you give them three for home field. I don't give them anything. I give them exactly what it says. Two and a half. That's his favorite Let me skip, skip. You said... Jalen is not Joe Burrow. He's not. But boy, A.J. Brown is there a bit of Jamar Chase, if you want to talk that. Really? Four 125-yard games. Four 125-yard games in a row. Now, no, no, that talent that this dude is that big, and I'm not talking about being able to run because he can run. And I'm talking about just transitioning because he can transition. Yeah. The body control it takes. Go back and look at the catches he's been making the last few weeks on the sideline, toe tapping. I mean, it's been – I'm watching him like, whoa. By, that, by the way, he great. leads the league in tight window catches. So, so you, to right, that point, that's right, what he to is. that point. Yeah. It, yeah, I mean, it, it's been incredible to see his development. And we don't necessarily put him at, though, out there as the top receiver in the National Football League, but he's making his bid for it right now. Mm -hmm. I just had to say that. Okay. Speaking of the top receiver in the league, up next, Dez, a former number 88, campaigns for Devante. What? We're about to debate. No mercy, no mercy, no mercy. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. All right. Speaking of the Dallas Cowboys, Des Bryant, who wore 88 for the Cowboys, of course, pushed on Twitter for the Cowboys to go get unhappy Raiders receiver Devontae Adams. I, for one, didn't appreciate what Des was saying between the lines about the current number 88 for the Cowboys. But, Michael Irvin, you were the 88 for the Dallas Cowboys. What was your reaction to Des pushing for Devontae? That was interesting. This was interesting now. Now, if I was not who I am, I would take something to that also. I say that because of this. We have an 88 club, you know, a group text. 
Yeah. We text all the time. And it's Drew Pearson. Drew Pearson, there's me and C.D. Lamb, and, of course, Post Malone, the honorary. <laughs> the honorary 88 Clover. So we were always group texting. After every game, we, we, we send some kind of love towards C.D. And I've seen the text that Dez sends towards CD uh-huh. all the time after the game. After, last, after the last game, Dez or Drew, the kind of game he had. So I know since I have that insight, I say, okay, this isn't what, what it looks like, but I got to talk to it anyway. It's so funny because when, when, when we were in here, you know, you, somebody making that statement would be an indictment on you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we would have taken it that way as an indictment on it. We need no help. I got this. You know, uh, I, I can handle this. But the game has changed now. And, and, and the reality is I thought about this and I said, hmm, I know it's financially almost impossible. It is. But the reality is Philly has three now. Philly has three number one dread pigs at wide receiver. Three. That's how many they have. That team we just slaughtered last week, the Chargers, they got three. You know what I mean? Three top receivers. Slaughter. Yeah, I won by three points, Okay, I just said that. I thought you were going to catch that. I was just waiting for you to give me a window to catch it. Well, and and, and that that person that just sent that tweet, thank you for catching Tom Biden. We have to play them. No, we get to play them. He's saying have to like we scared. Great job on your part. I got to give you that love. yesterday saying that they were scared. No, no, no. You said that, not me. No, 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 no. Let's get back that to that. That they were sensitive yeah, and didn't right. want people in the right, right, right. That it's was you. They're sensitive. They're sensitive to the media talk. I'm telling you, don't worry about it. Take that. And we'll, we'll address that later, too. And I will get them understanding how they should see all things. It's not what happens to you. It's how you see what happens to you that's going to make the difference right here. And that's what we're talking about right here. When you talk about these Cowboys, come on, man. This, this, this Cowboy team right here. Wait, wait, Devontae Adams would be insane when you think about that. Think about this here. Of course. Devontae Adams plays outside all the time. Yes. Where is the Cowboys weak? Outside. I don't want to say weak. Where, they, where, where do we need more production? Weak. It's already okay. out there. All right, all right, you already right, said right, 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 right. weak. It's out there, Michael. <laughs> I don't like, I, my neighbor across the street. They go come across the street and say, Michael, what did you say? You know what? We need some help on the outside. Devontae Adams is a natural outside receiver. Doesn't play much in the slot. They move him in the slot every now and then. He played 12 plays last week just to move him around because people are trying to double team him. But he really doesn't play that much in the slot. And him and C.D. Lamb would be an incredible matchup, an incredible matchup. And it's not taken as it was before because now everybody has three. It's like the NBA. You used to only have one star. Now they got two. Now they're working on three. So I don't have any problem with it. If the Dallas Cowboys can make this work some kind of way where C.D. and Devontae gets together and say, listen, we want to do this kind of like those boys got together in Miami, and we know we're going to have to give up a little bit of money to make sure we get it done. But we look on the back end because now you can – Take, take a heed to all of that. We get unfairly criticized because I can get Devontae Adams over here and we win Super Bowls and all that unfairly criticism that piles on top of us going to be the same hill that we stand up on and say, we are champions. So that's what I'm talking about. Absolutely, you will get that. If you can get Devontae Adams, you should do that. <laughs> How? Well, <laughs> well, it's it, first, first of all, I don't know. In, in you on the group text, I'm not. But I don't know that Dez was necessarily speaking to the Cowboys should go get 
Devontae Adams. I felt like Dez is just saying, I feel your pain because I was treated the same way in Dallas when I was there. That, that, that's kind of the way I took it. Okay. He, did, he wasn't saying Dallas should go get Devontae Adams. He was responding to Devontae Adams' uh, situation with the Raiders in his statement that he, or, or his press conference, or wherever the statement came from yeah. yesterday. I, we'll I think that that's what it was. Yeah, we're going but to address he that said, later. Cowboys, like, like, we'll take you. Yeah, right? yeah but, but yeah. he just put up the eye emojis yeah, as I to say, I went through the same thing with wins and losses and wasn't featured enough to help my team get the wins. I think that's what he was saying, but I could be wrong. I could be totally wrong. If the Cowboys Wait, were... Say he's saying it to Devontae? Yeah, like, like if you... I'm signing off on what you say, Michael, by using the eyes and the emoji. I hear you. I see what you're saying because I had the same issues with Jason Garrett when I played for the Cowboys because I don't see where he's saying, go to the Cowboys, we, we need to get you. I don't see that. Maybe you do. It's certainly a sexy conversation when you mention Devontae Adams to the Raiders, I mean, to the Cowboys. First of all, it's not going to work from an economic standpoint, Michael. You mentioned what they were able to do in Miami. There's only one guy that gets a check in Miami right now. That's Tyreek Hill. Waddle doesn't get a check. He's still on his rookie deal. No. Now when you look at C.D. Lamb. Well, I was talking about the Miami Heat, but those players oh, coming together and making a decision to take yeah. less money yeah. so they can win a okay, championship. Okay, I thought you were talking. You so, said so, Miami. And, and that's my fault. I should have said the Miami Heat. I okay. Said Miami Heat. Whatever. Right. The, the, from a number standpoint, it's very difficult to be able to have Devontae making 30, mm. and now CeeDee Lamb just, you know, he'll be yeah. a 30, close to 30, because right, right. that's just where the market is at. When you're tying up 80 million for the room, okay, because you got to pay Cooks, you got to pay Devontae, you got to pay CeeDee, whoever, Gallup, whoever the number five receiver is. So when you put that in one pot, that's $80 million or so tied up in one position. I don't necessarily know that Jerry mm. and the Dallas Cowboys would want to do that. Mm. On top of that, you are now going to have to surrender high draft picks if you could ever make the economics work. Remember, when he moved from Green Bay to the Raiders, it cost a first and a second. Okay, so so the Raiders are going to want a first and a second. They're going to want some of that back. Well, I think they'd want it all back. So that that's, a, again, that's a high price to pay on top of the economics. Now, he would certainly... Help the passing game out, and he probably would bring some sort of mental strength because, as you eloquently has uh, given me knowledge, Michael, about the sensitivity and the softness in their locker room. Oh, don't try that. Um, don't try. You, he certainly don't would bring a tough attitude to a group of receivers that, based on your knowledge, need that help. Uh, he would bring leadership, but I don't know that they can get that done. I just don't. Okay. No, they, why would the Raiders do it? Yeah. He's they, your best player. What, what, yeah, and they just won a couple of games they're in a three row. three and three. Yeah, they're three and three. Yeah. Okay. I'll answer that. Up. All right, my turn. Next. <laughs> I've told both of you guys, to me, Devontae is still the best receiver in Absolutely. football as yeah. we speak because you, you want to talk about coming out of breaks? He just, yeah. he is uncoverable. So great in training. And, and again, so for all those years in Green Bay, he, he so had great. Aaron, and Aaron could just throw it in the area code, and he would just find it, go get it. Yeah. And now he's struggling a little bit with Jimmy G, and he's not been including the offense. I, I get all that. But 
Maybe I'm reading too much into what Des was tweeting, and I, I appreciate the fact that you're, you're telling us about right. the group text. But it came across between the lines yeah. like you're, you're sending a message to CD, you are not living up yet to 88. That's what came across to me. You're, you're, not, you're not fulfilling your destiny that that number pins on you because you know how it feels to wear that number after Drew wore it. Listen, Drew Pearson, for the younger viewers out there, Man. You, you want to talk about making big catches at big moments that w when you heal about Hail Marys. Roger Staubach threw a Hail Mary, and Drew, I, I don't know how he caught it. He pushed off a little mm. bit, but he, he, he pulled it off. But he made all the biggest catches for Roger Staubach in all those all glory up. days. Okay, so the all point up. is, this number is hallowed. It, it is, th this man took it all the way to the Hall of Fame. Des had his moments, but he never quite lived up to, obviously, what, what Michael Irvin did. And now the onus and the responsibility and the legacy falls to CD. I'm bullish on CD. I thought he had a huge game. They threw him seven footballs, and he caught all, all seven, seven of them. I mean, you, you can't get right. much better than that, which brings me back to Devontae. I want to deal with why he is unhappy, and I wanted to read you guys a quote. You both, obviously, former superstar receivers, and it is a diva position because it's dependent. You're stuck. Right. You, you, you're, you're, you're beholding to everybody around you to get you the football right place, right time, and so sometimes you go long stretches and you can't get the football because it just goes south for you. Mm -hmm. Everybody, It's everybody else's fault that you don't get the football. You better okay? believe it. All right, so believe there you go. All right, All right so I'm, I'm, I'm going to show you. This is what Devontae said yesterday about his lack of footballs. He said, I'm sure people are thinking they won the game, so why is there an issue? He, he told the reporters this. When, when, when you're a player like me, mentally, my benchmark is not wins and losses. It's greatness. So when I go out there, I expect to have that ability to, to put that on the table and have an influence on the game. That's my purpose for being here. I came here to win and do it the right way. So if it doesn't look like it's supposed to look, then I'm going to be frustrated if I'm not part of that plan. You with me? So he's saying it's not about wins and losses. He says it, it, it's about, in the end, his greatness. Well, I thought they at least go hand in hand, right? I, it, the, the quote doesn't come across right to me because I don't think either of you would have said that. It's not well, about wins and losses. It's about my impact. I, right? I, I, I speak wide receiver very yes, you do. fluently. <laughs> and, and what he is saying here is he wants to be a part of the winning. He doesn't want to stand out there and be a cardboard cutout. Yep. He was brought there to help the team win. It's not about the numbers and about being selfish. Yep. It's about being a part of it. One of the things that was just so great for me in my career is, is as I say, when I died and went to heaven with Bill Parcells, man, one of the things that he always came up to me and said, hey, man, it's not going to be your day today. You're going to have to figure out something else. Mm -hmm. Okay? And I remember Atlanta. We playing Atlanta in 1998. Mm -hmm. And I, I caught a few balls, but it wasn't getting ready to be that day. Mm. He said, but what I need you to do is I need you to dominate Cornelius Bennett. Think about that for a minute, Skip. Ooh. Okay? And Cornelius well. Bennett will tell you to this day what happened to him when that was my assignment. Uh, <laughs> okay? It, it was water bucket yeah, yeah. time for him with me. <laughs> and so it was, it was a mission to keep me engaged in the game. To, and it, to do what to him? 
continue to just block him at the point of attack. At the point of attack. He's not a quarterback. That's a big dude. I used to go dig him out. That's why I'm laughing. And Cornelius Bennett would attest to that. He would attest to that. And let you know, but that's the way your mentality has to go. Okay, did that satisfy you? That Oh, I was good. Okay. I was good because of the communication. He thrived on stuff like that. The communication with the head coach to tell me, it ain't gonna be your day. Did you win the game? Yeah, we won. Okay, I was well good. that that took it. That, that made good. it all okay. But right? if we did not win the game, yeah. it was getting ready to be problematic. <laughs> I right. agree. I mean, and, that's and just I the reality that, of that, it. it. But but let me let me speak to this, Key, because right. because you spoke on it, and and I'm I was glad you opened it up. The time Key and I did have that little thing, Key brought this up. When I when I had that little thing with him, when I said something, he said, "Hey, we'll talk to you about that." We talk. And then and this then when he was playing, and you were right, right, right. Then Key yeah. said to me, Michael. You know you can't block like me. I was like, ah, okay, you got me there. You're right. You know, he made sure he brought that. Well, he said, I'm, full, I'm part of all block. of it, but I you couldn't just block. Wasn't I wasn't to willing block. to block like you. You're right. I was going to risk that shoulder going in there hitting Cornelius bit it like that and did not be able to catch that five route in that bang eight. You're right about that. So we brought that. That's when he brought that back up. So when you came to me then, I, I was laughing about it because I remember that discussion, that strong discussion we had, and you mentioned that. Let me go back to a couple things here that I want to bring up because you guys asked the question, why would the Raiders do that? And we're talking about why the Raiders would do that. First of all, let's think. This Josh McDaniels. This is Josh McDaniels. Where did he come from? Bill Belichick. What is he building this team in the image and like this thereof? You got to do it Josh McDaniels' way, which they would like to title the Raiders' way, just like he had the Patriots' way. Yeah. What, what, what receiver, outside receiver in his system did great things in Josh McDaniels' system? I don't know what took so long for this problem to get here. I already knew in the beginning when they made that decision to bring Josh McDaniels over that this problem was coming because his offense don't bring out any big-time outside receivers unless you're Randy Moss. And the only way Randy Moss had the year he had is because he had Tom Brady with him, and they did that old adios thing, that I'm throwing my hand up and I'm gone. So now he got to go deep. And Devontae Adams ain't Randy Moss. He's not just throwing hands up running by people. He is beating people in routes. And he expects you to design the play around him first. And if, they, if he's not open, then you go somewhere else. I have no issue with this. Now, let's speak to him talking. I think Devontae, even in sharing this, I don't mind him wanting more opportunities. I want you to share and couch this right and be careful how you speak on it. I don't mind with anything he said. There's one word he missed. One word in that whole statement that he missed. And the word is only. He should have said, I don't only want wins and losses. I need also, I want to also be great. I think about great. This point. I don't only think about wins and losses. But you must focus on the wins and losses. You own the wins. On the wins is what we have to focus on. It must be all of our desire, no matter if we desire something else when we originally in the genesis of coming in. If you came in to be famous, you came in to be rich, you came in for girls, whatever, all we can get all of that if we focus on winning. That was Jimmy Johnson's thought. I don't care why you came. If everybody focused on winning, everybody can get what they want. So that's what Devontae has to understand. You focus on winning, you can get what you want. You'll get more opportunities, you'll make more money. I understand being great, but being great 
is only great when it ends up in championships because nobody remember the greatness quite the same if it doesn't end up with some rings. That's all I'm saying. But that's why you can also get Devontae because why is, why, why is Josh McDaniel going to have this disgruntled guy out here speaking uh, uh, when he's trying to build something the Patriot way and make it the Raider way? And that ain't got nothing to do with the Patriot way. So now he's up cheap and we can get him. <laughs> I don't think uh, great wishful thinking. I'm just saying it only like that, right? <laughs> if it does, it would be insane. So to sell my nephew you, okay. or something. You, will you push for Cortland Sutton again, an SMU kid who might be available right now? And I like Cortland Sutton. Okay, too. but but he would come in as a one A to to CDs one. I don't think there'd be any ego clash there, right? It, it, it's a good man. You need a big red zone target. Well, you do. I would Devontae agree. would be heavy. Y'all was so, be y'all heavy. so smart, y'all, to sign Julio. Devontae, listen, man. Julio. No, no, I went to Julio. Devontae, mm-hmm. Devontae, you hey. don't even know what it's like to be a Keyshawn. cowboy wide receiver yes. when the championship. Julio will be a shell you. of self. Okay. He was last year in Tampa. Yeah, he, he is. He is. Julio, who, Julio's, not that, Julio's not that guy out. Okay, thank not you. Up next. I'll play him in two weeks. You'll see. Yeah. Up next. Oh, you can play now. Jim Harbaugh under fire. We discuss. Hey folks, it's your man Keyshawn Johnson here to talk about Angie, formerly known as Angie's List, your go-to home services, marketplace for getting all your jobs done well. Now you might be wondering, what exactly is Angie? Well, let me tell you, it's the nation's largest home services marketplace, connecting over 150 million homeowners with skilled professionals to tackle any project, big or small. As a homeowner myself, I always have things I want to work on for my house, whether it's general home renovations or fun projects like putting in a pool. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it a breeze to research, compare, and hire pros, ensuring every job is done well. Whether you're fixing a leaky faucet or planning a full kitchen renovation, Angie's got your back. And get this, folks. Angie's pros aren't just any old contractors. They're your neighbors, often running small businesses right in your community. Plus, they've been rated and reviewed by others in your area. So you know you're getting quality service. So why stress over home projects when you can turn to Angie? From finding the best price to scheduling a pro at your convenience, Angie's got you covered every step of the way. So get started today at Angie.com. That's Angie.com or download the app today to get started on getting all your jobs done. That's Angie, your trusted ally in home services. Michigan coach Jim Harbaugh denied any knowledge or involvement in plotting to steal opponents' play calling signals by sending representatives to their games and said he would fully cooperate with any NCAA investigation into the allegations against his program. Harbaugh said in a statement, I do not have any knowledge or information regarding the University of Michigan football program illegally stealing signals, nor have I directed any staff member or others to participate in an off-campus scouting assignment. Yet ESPN subsequently reported that Connor Stallions, a retired captain in the Marine Corps, is being investigated by the NCAA as the linchpin of what has been called an elaborate, quote-unquote, sign-stealing system at Michigan, and that the NCAA has even sought access to his computer. 
A source told ESPN that Stallion, quote unquote, had one role. Another Big Ten source told ESPN, this is worse than both the Astros and Patriots. It's both use of technology for a competitive advantage and there's allegations that they are filming prior games, not just in-game. If it was just an in-game situation, that's different. Going and filming somewhere you're not supposed to be, it's illegal, it's too much of an advantage. So now Harbaugh faces a second NCAA investigation. You might remember Michigan self-imposed a three-game suspension on Harbaugh to start the season for lower-level recruiting violations. So. Let's discuss two issues here. How big a deal is sign stealing? And how could NCAA sanctions against Michigan affect Harbaugh's future at Michigan and his potential return to the NFL? Keyshawn, you first. Well, <clears throat> based on everything you just explained right there, Skip, first of all, I did not even know that there was such a thing where you couldn't go and do advanced scouting uh, at a game. I just didn't. Yep. This is the first I've ever heard that someone could not attend an opponent's game to scout and write down whatever they this, – so this is the first time. This is a new rule to me. Now, as far as cheating, I'm, I am so opposed to the cheating part because you have the film, you get everything, you get all the information, but I guess on film you can't necessarily see because the All-22 stays on the field. They yeah. don't pan – to the sidelines yeah. to be able to see the signs of the signals. Mm -hmm. So if you had advanced scouting going to the games to write down certain signals yeah. to match what they are doing at that particular play. And I, I chuckle and laugh because in high school we had advanced scouting. And we certainly sat in the stands. Yeah, the coaches does. did. Everybody and they does. wrote everybody down does. everything. Everybody agreed. Everything, everybody right? It just, everybody does. But okay. now you say, okay, did Harbaugh willingly know <clears throat> that this was taking place. Yeah. The man said he didn't. Okay. Now, this individual who is under investigation, at some point, he's going to tell you the truth on whether or not this actually happened. He's a Marine. It doesn't matter. I understand what you're saying. Okay. But at some point, no doubt. <laughs> at some point, he's going Marine. to tell you the truth. And he may not tell you the truth verbally. But they do have his computer. Yeah. And if, they, and if it's technology, like Skip said, it's worse than the Astros with their cheating asses. You know, I can't stand them, Skip, because <laughs> what they did to the Dodgers. Yep. And, and I apologize <laughs> again to you, Darvish, because it wasn't your fault, even though originally <laughs> I thought it was. And the New England Patriots yes. situation, mm -hmm. if this is worse, Michael, yep. then that means they got a whole operation going on somewhere now you say, Skip, your, your third was, how does it affect the NFL? Yep. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, does he really want to get back in the NFL? Is he really, really trying? Because every <laughs> single year, it seems like he does a soft interview, but then he winds up back he does. in Michigan. He just did one last um, yep. So I, I don't know. But if, if they are cheating to win, that, that's completely wrong. And the NC2A should do something about it. Well, it would depend how severe the sanctions right, right. would be. If you took away their ability to play in the postseason, a postseason ban. Yeah, you take away postseason ban, you take could, away scholarships. You could. You but take him away off the sidelines okay, for some Well, games. then would Harbaugh say, I'm going to be one step ahead of the NCAA law, and I'm, I'm going to yeah. the Bears to coach the Bears yeah. or whatever? Yeah, he's coming to the NFL pretty soon. 
because this here, he's not going to continue to take this. You've already suspended him. So anything coming down on his head right now is going to be severe, severe. And I'm even wondering, like, wow, what's going on? Who's behind all of this one source and then another source? And, and even the writing, I have to take something to. First of all, I, I got to go back and say, how, how, how are you going to get that computer in C2A? You don't have any real law power. You can't subpoena nobody. How can you? Like you, search warrant. You yeah. can't, right? You can't go and subpoena him and make him turn over his computer. Why are we having this conversation? That's what I'm saying. I thought they had it already. No? They, no, they say they would like to see it. I thought oh, right. they okay. would like to see his computer. So, so how do you think you're going to get that computer? That, that's just my thought. That's just my thought. So why are, we all, why are we all in this? Let me tell you what I take offense with on the writing here. Because you said it. Everybody got, we all looking at in-game stuff. We're all looking at in-game stuff. Okay. But the writer evades me here and loses me here when he says other stuff, not just in-game, that is not right, and it gives them way of un unfair competitive advantage. What other stuff? That's what I want to say. What other stuff? You tell you, you can't just leave me hanging on other stuff. I want to know. Because if he's going to practice, then, yeah, that's totally out of hand. I don't no, care what he gets to no, practice. No, going to games if, of a, of a soon-to-be opponent yeah, where yeah, you're going to videotape. But, but everybody's doing that, Skip. Yes. Every, I, that's know, what I got it. Everybody. I, got it. I didn't every, know it was a rule either. But right, right. Everybody's that doing that. You can't tell me with what we have at stake. $100 million contracts and, and all of these things for coaches that they don't have some sister, mother, brother, cousin, uncle, brother, nephew, niece, somebody that's doing some things. I, I know they are and, and because we did it in high school. Yeah, we did it in high school. We did it in high school. For sure so we did it in high school. <laughs> right. So they're going to do it. So, so, so you can stop it. I just want to know, man, who, who's trying to run him out? Because this makes me feel like somebody is trying to say time to go. That's why I say soon we're going to get the, he's going to be in the NFL. Mm. Well, he's won back-to-back -back Big Ten championships, so you can see what's happening right. at those rival schools. They're right. And he's right, right up there right now running for an national championship. I'm just saying, I would first start looking at all the close competitors and then try to figure out where's all of this coming from. Okay, so it is possible in the bigger picture here that Jim Harbaugh sitting back thinking, Okay, so I broke silly rules because they are silly rules. But he has lived, Harbaugh has, in the gray area several times in the past. Mm. And maybe he'll skirt this, maybe he won't. But I, I'm going to go now to my big picture mm. and address what you guys have said about cheating. To me, the onus, the burden has always been on the team signaling to change your signals. Like, if, if, if you don't like it, just change your signals to safeguard against being cheated against. I've never understood any of these rules. I didn't really understand the Astros controversy because because uh, I covered baseball for years and years, and the whole mantra in baseball was well, if you aren't cheating, you ain't trying. You know, if you ain't but cheating, I can't, but, but if I'm, okay. but, but Skip, you know, I don't want to bring the baseball thing up. There's two, if I, if two, I know two different coming, things. Oh, it's two if different I know things. what's coming, Way I, I, I play baseball. Right. So if I know what's coming, signals change. Right, curveballs. It's, it's, it's just not changing. It's, it's just not that easy okay. to keep changing. Okay, I got it. Right. And I, I want to point out. And really we quickly. pick up signals yep. in games. You, you, right. When they point in the sky, hey. it's three. You know things. Let me like say that. this about you. 
your first Super Bowl that you played in against the Buffalo Bills out here at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena. Uh -oh. North Turner told me the next week after the game that they knew for a fact Buffalo had a guy situated Thank in you. the first row who was right, right. videotaping right. North's or your, your signals in and got him and had him cold. So they knew every time whether you were going to run or throw, run or throw. And the score was, what was it, 52 to whatever it was. It, right? it didn't help. Okay. Right. What I'm right. saying right. is right. you were so much better that – that they cheated against you, quote, unquote, they knew and they couldn't stop you because you were just too good at it. They knew when you were going to run or pass, they couldn't stop it. Okay, so the bigger picture here is these are silly rules to me because you said, you guys, going back to high school, right. you sent your scouts or whoever yeah, would, go. would go. Yeah, coaches would go. And you would, I don't know if you would videotape their they signals. They would do it they all. Would, they, they would do, would do it all. It all. Yep. You would decipher. Big old camera on their shoulder yeah. okay. right there in the okay. stands. Because you're going to decipher their signals. Okay, so it's, the burden is on that team then, on your team or the whoever. You've got to keep changing your signals. You need to change your signals at halftime because you don't want them deciphered. So that brings me to the Patriots. What happened in that Spygate situation? Well, again, my friend Eric Mangini, who obviously works on this network quite a bit on some of the other shows, what happened? So he was a chip off Belichick's block. And as a head coach of the Jets... When he was about to play or face Bill for the first time, he called Bill the week before and said, hey, I, I know you videotaped the signals and try to break them down at halftime. Just don't do it to me. Please, Bill, don't do it to me. And what happened? Bill did it, because that's Bill. Bill did it to Eric. Allegedly. What, allegedly, but you know what happened? Bill got turned into the league office and Spygate happened because, again, it's against the rules, Right. right? Yeah, I mean, like Michael say, in game, I can look across the field and I know exactly what certain signals right. mean because I've watched you throughout the course of a game. And, and, and it's, it's hard, it's easier for just like a certain position, right? For me and Michael, we could change the signals if we got certain routes. That's easy. You need a thumbs up here or yeah, shoulder. That's easy. But when you're talking about an entire system, an entire team, yeah. it's very right. difficult to start changing week week. eye right, uh, 268. I mean, it's just hard to do in the middle of a game. You may be able to do it uh, the, the, the week leading up to a game, yeah. but not in the middle of a game. It's just so hard to do. And that's why you see people even with wristbands. And we take, think, and it's a good time to explain this, we think people with wristbands or quarterbacks with wristbands, oh, man, he doesn't know the plays or something. No, they're trying to make sure nobody gets the signal. Exactly. Play three. Play three. You give a number, yeah. and you look on his wristband yeah. and get that number. But, but listen, I, to this, I, I, I just think there are so many ways, so many ways that you can get information. But this other place thing that he's talking about, other places not in game, that's the focus of this conversation. I mean, that's the focus of this investigation. What is that other place that you're talking about that makes it? I, games, I want you to see what goes on in games because I'm going to set the next team up and the team after that with what you see in games. And, 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 and to Skip's point, even if I know you're still in signals, I'm going to set you up using that. that. Right, I'm going to in the next game. But I'm going to have to practice setting you up in practice. And if you're filming me practice setting you up, now that's a real unfair advantage. That's why I need to know this part right here before I come down on anyone here. Don't tell me about somebody getting filmed from games. But if they're filming practice yep. or some, wherever this oh, other in-game yep. thing is that he's not declaring for us, 
I need to know. You know, Skip, a lot, a lot of coaches on a lot of levels are paranoid about stealing signs, also about the playbook, right? right. So we would have to take our playbooks when we walk into the locker room yeah, the hotel yeah, right. and drop Everything. them in the, in right. the bin with locks on it right. because they were so afraid that the next the team would send somebody yeah. in sure. to try to get the playbooks. But in the end, those same plays is on film. Mm -hmm. There may be two or three different plays that we installed a week of a game, but for the most part, we're running the same thing. It's so funny. One last thing. We've actually dropped a fake book. A playbook for some team before yeah, now, you know, because yeah. if you know a team and looking through those as you go to the hotel, yeah. you know, they're looking for any pieces of paper when you leave any pieces of paper that say anything. Hopefully they're looking for your first 15 plays, anything yeah. you left. So we decided to just leave a fake playbook with a fake 15 on there. And you know what I, I like mean? That. So so we do things right. like that. It's a lot of this little game and stuff going on in the National Football League and everywhere you play football. All right, last quick thought on Jim Harbaugh. I defended him when he was struggling at Michigan because he is a really good football coach, and he Physical proved coach. that in his years at San Francisco in the National Football League. And I'm with Michael. It wouldn't surprise me at all if he winds up back in the NFL yeah, it would surprise that, me. that he will be successful once again at that level. He's got to finish the deal at Michigan, though. Yes, sir. Okay, up next, back to the NFL. Are the Ravens ever going to turn back into the all-caps, the Ravens? <laughs> they better. No mercy. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. An NFL executive had this to say about Lamar Jackson, Odell Beckham, and the Ravens. And I quote, The defense keeps them in it, but I don't necessarily think this offensive change is going to make them any better when it counts. Lamar Jackson does not appear as dynamic as a runner, but in this offense, he does not need to be. He is regulated to pass from the pocket. But you are taking away the biggest weapon the offense had when you do that. Odell is not that guy anymore. Who are you really afraid of on that offense? Nobody but Lamar, and if you're not using Lamar in a certain capacity, he becomes just like the rest of these quarterbacks, hit or miss. Keyshawn, how much truth is there to what this anonymous quote from an NFL executive had to say? There, 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 look, there is no truth to what Lamar is. There's absolutely no truth. Okay, Lamar Jackson is on fire right now. He's not doing it the way that he did it in the MVP season, but he's still on fire. They're sitting at 4-2. and two. They're getting ready to play Detroit. Yep. Okay? He, the, the, he, he is completing 70% of his passes. Mm. It's a high clip, man. But for whatever reason, you said to me, and I don't mean you, people, yeah. several years ago, Skip, well, you know, he really got to learn how to run the football. I mean, throw the football yeah. from the pocket. Right. He's got to right. So now that he's getting an opportunity to do better in the passing game, now all of a sudden, well, you know, they're not going to win unless he runs the football. 
Okay, well, wait, hold on, man. Yeah. You can't have it both ways. Y'all wanted him to learn how to throw from the pocket in a, in a true passing game. Mm. So Harbaugh went out and got Todd Munkin from the University of Georgia not to change things around, but teach the passing game, yep. teach the concepts, mm -hmm. because they realize we can't advance just running the ball like this. We have to have some sort of explosiveness. So they went out and drafted Zay Flowers. Mm -hmm. They went out and signed Nelson Aguilar. Yep. They hope that Rashad Bateman comes along. Then they said, okay, we also need some leadership in this mm -hmm. thing. Who could we go get? You know who's available for us? OBJ, oh, he's not the same. No, he's not the same. He is never going to be that guy that made that one-hand catch for the Giants on a Monday night game. No. That's not what they were signing, and they knew that. But what they were signing is somebody that can potentially be de de dependable, somebody who can be a leader, who has one, who understands how to play the position to teach the young guys. Just because they gave him $15 million, they didn't give him $15 million for for what he did for the Giants, they gave me $15 million mm. to be a leader, to be a guy that's there to teach things. And he's been able to do that. So I think a lot of people are looking for statistics in the wow factor. Now, mind you, the man is coming off an ACL. Yeah. Okay? He, he is out By there. By the way, it's the second on the same knee. Mm. Second yeah. on the same knee, Skip. Yep. So yeah. when you start to degrade him as a player, yep. you're looking at the wrong player. Mm. This isn't the player from the Giants. It's just not. Mm. And he knows that. He is a complimentary piece to what they want to do on the offense. He's trying to teach the concepts with the young receivers to get them to learn how to play the position. Yep. And that, that's exactly what it is. But, no, I look, man, the, the Ravens are one of the favorite teams to come out of the AFC Conference. And once they take care of business this weekend against Detroit, people will then start talking about them even more. That's the way I look at it. Yeah, and when, when, when these guys talking about Odell Beckham, let me address the Odell Beckham situation first. Now, when you watch Odell run, he's not as explosive as he used to be. But, 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 but he is getting healthy, and he's not all the way healthy. And the last part that come are the gates, those gates. That's when you start and when you're going into the transition for the cut. Now, when he's running, there's little ground contact, less ground contact, so it's easier to run. But he's going to those gates, he got to slam that foot down and get ready to plant one way or the other, and he starts thinking right there, which makes him less open because he's a transition receiver. You can't think you got to transition and come out. But, so, so, but he's still explosive enough. Let's also talk about Odell's outside. Lamar has never really used outside receivers. So, so, so he's always played inside. Yep. I like this offense for Lamar. Let me tell you why. Very few quarterbacks can run you to a Super Bowl. I don't know that any really have run you to a Super Bowl. Now, if you use that running of Lamar Jackson as an additive yep. and not the premise or the base, now you got a chance. Lamar's base is what you're seeing Patrick Mahomes do. He's right now, and he's doing this. He's doing this now. He's buying a little time, and he's focused upfield, looking for that player so he can make that play. When it all dies out, then he takes off and run and become that Lamar that this exec is talking about. He stopped running like he ran his uh, 
uh, MVP year. He did that two years ago. I was talking about that two years ago, and I don't blame him. You know what I mean? Especially before you gave me my money, you should have stopped running like that before you. Once he got his money, I'll do it sometimes, but it has to be the crucial time for us to win a game, and I understand it. But in order for his team to win a Super Bowl, he's going to have to let that ball go. He's not going to run his team to a Super Bowl, and I think that's what they're working on, and they're going to need they're, – they're going to need Odell later on in this season. I sat here and told you why Odell was great in New York, mm. not so great in Cleveland, great in L.A., because that light is bright. You know where else that light gets bright? Even in Baltimore, that light gets bright in the playoffs, mm. and that's when you can get Odell. When that light is bright – He'll stop thinking about that knee, and you'll get the best Odell. So I do like everything I'm seeing. Don't listen to this, Lamar. You see Anthony Richardson right now is in IR, and I hope he gets well and get better and get having surgery. Be ye careful, be smart, and keep doing what you're doing because I'm telling you that that offense is going to go somewhere. They just got to catch the ball. The receivers got to help them out. Yep, I hear you. Keyshawn picked the Baltimore Ravens to get to the Super Bowl. I picked the Ravens to win the Super Bowl. This is a big game for them on Sunday at home against uh, an up-and-coming contender is. that has arrived. It's arriving, right? It's the Jacksonville of the NFC is Detroit. Right, right. I believe heart and soul in Lamar Jackson. I, I don't care what the design of the offense is. He will make plays that have to be made. And if, he, if it's time to run, he'll just run. He'll figure it out because nobody is a bigger, badder gamer and baller than Lamar Jackson. When the money's on the line, he will make big plays. They have lost two games they should not have lost. They should be a little better than they are, and they're about to take off because this is a takeoff game. I believe they will beat Detroit, and I am – Totally with Michael on this. Odell is not that dude anymore, but he still can be very good for them. And to, to Keyshawn's point, yes, $15 million was part for leadership, but it's also part for what he can do for them in the postseason because they need little bits and pieces here and there. Right, but right. they want him to be a catalyst for them in the postseason the way he was for the Rams because Cooper Cup had – the, the most sensational uh, statistical year we'd ever seen a receiver at. He triple crowned it that year. And here came Odell. Well, but by playoff time, Cooper's getting Boy. triple coverage. And Odell was always signaled. Yeah. And until he tore his ACL in the Super Bowl, I don't know, he was about to make a statement. He was going to be the MVP of the Super Bowl. So they, they have this perfectly positioned to take off once later in the regular season and then once again take it up another level in the post if Odell can be healthy in the postseason because he will make the kind of plays. He's still capable of making those plays $15 million plays for this team the way he did for the Rams as they won the championship. Absolutely, Skip. And what happens in these situations, people are looking for something different. They think that he's supposed to have – 65 catches right now. Yep. It doesn't, it, that's not reality. The reality of it is when they hit the postseason, when you have to throw the football and you have to have an alpha dog step up to the plate and deliver for you, that's what he's in there for. He ain't in there basically for the regular season to pile up his uh, numbers. Piling up numbers, that's in the past, man. That was, that was the early part of Cleveland in his time at the Giants. He's yep. a postseason player for them. 
with a high number. Right. So he's polarizing. Yeah. And so the first thing people want to do is try to break down his his what he's been able to do so far in Baltimore and yeah. act as though it's a negative. Yeah. OK, one of the things that Harbaugh went out and did is he he looked at it over the last several years and he said, John, yeah. John. Yeah. He said, I say Harbaugh because I, I always know. screw it up. <laughs> right, 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 Tim, right. John. John said, you know what? We cannot advance to where we want to go with it's, this type right. of offense. Right. We still want our Never. main principles of running the I football. I got it. That's right. good. I but agree. we need to understand the concept of the passing game. Greg Roman was not – me and you could dial up some passing plays better than he did, yeah. Michael, okay, for Lamar Jackson. Now you got a true offensive coordinator that understands how to call a game – do things differently, mm-hmm. and people want to see Lamar right about now instead of 350 yards and averaging five yards a clip. They want to see him with 700 yards on the ground. That doesn't get them to where they want yeah. to be. Okay. What gets them is balance. I got it. And yeah. finally, you guys mentioned a bunch of receivers. When push comes to shove, Lamar's going to throw it to that big joker from that Oklahoma named Mark right. Andrews. Because that, that, that's how you do That's what That was his security blanket in the MVP year, and it will right. be going yeah. forward. And I love that they went and got Zay Jones, who they can are. help in the middle. Now you bring explosiveness in the middle. Yeah. In the middle. Now yeah. we talk about this. So let me just let, say this last thing, too. Because they talk about we want Lamar and them to get back to running the football like the Ravens used to run the football. But they stack the line. Everybody stacks the line of scrimmage when you run the football. Now Lamar is a 70% clip of completion. Maybe you drop one or two people out the box, and Lamar will get back to running then. That, it, it's, it's all strategic. Man. It's all strategic. 70%? Right. If other quarterbacks was hitting 70%, they'd be throwing parades. They would be throwing parades at 70%. Mm. Now he hit 70% is a problem. All right. I, I can't win for losing with this. Up next, Mike McCarthy says Dak Prescott yeah. is over-scrutinized and overrated. over-criticized. Is he overrated? Cowboys rated over. <laughs> no mercy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mike McCarthy had this to say yesterday about Dak Prescott in a serious radio interview, and I quote, what he endures mentally and emotionally compared to the other 31 quarterbacks is unique. In speaking on experience, being around great quarterbacks, I've never seen a quarterback under a microscope like he is. Michael, you first, please. Is Dak unfairly scrutinized and criticized? Well, this is interesting that Mike McCarthy comes out and jumps on that wagon with his star player, Michael Parsons. Now I'm starting to say, oh, this is, this, this is good stuff. Yeah. Everybody's saying this. This need to reverberate through the locker room. We are unfairly judged. We are unfairly criticized. However you want to see it. But the reality is, the reality is, yes, he is unfairly judged. Yes, he is unfairly criticized. But I want them to understand on the other side of all of that, on the other side of all of that, if you just win 
in the playoffs and get to a Super Bowl. All of that is going to work to your favor. It's going to work to your favor. And, and, and I like that Mike McCarthy jumping in because he's trying to create this bunker mentality around his team after Michael Parsons said what he said. Now we have to understand, yes, they're going to overly criticize our quarterback, so let's all make sure we make plays and do what we need to do. It's obviously us against the world, and that mentality is what they need to understand right now. I don't care about everybody talking about the Cowboys. Make sure they're talking good stuff if you win football games, and that's what it will be. Mm. Yeah, yeah, if you, if you win. But, yes, Skip, he is uh, unfairly yes. criticized. He's the quarterback of the Cowboys. In, in, well, quarterback of the Cowboys are not. He's unfairly criticized. Okay, this man has won 65 – he's won 65 games. Wait, 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 wait. Can you stop? I, I, I just can't say that. Because if he was quarterbacking for anybody else, he wouldn't be unfairly Agreed. criticized. So, That's I can't not... let you go there. I went, I'm, trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to be a good boy. Okay. He's played in 103 career games. He's 65 and 38. Okay. Right. That's pretty good. They're pretty good. Pretty, pretty damn good. Pretty good. Pretty yes, good. the Cowboy logo adds some stuff to it. There's no question about it. There's no question about it that it adds something to it. Yeah. Jerry adds something to it. Mike McCarthy adds something to it. Okay? Micah Parsons adds something to it. But... I don't care about that. I'm talking about his play, just him, okay? People will break down his film. They will uh, uh, accredit interceptions to him that he has nothing to do with. You get people like Skip constantly talking about how bad he is. That's part of the criticism, where a guy who is a fan of the team and a diehard Cowboy fan who sleeps in Cowboy sheets... Mm. (laughs) consistently <laughs> goes after Dak when the Cowboys lose. Yep. He never finds anything good since I've been on this show mm. about the quarterback doing great. Not Never. True. Never. So, <laughs> yes, it's unfair because if you look at the other quarterbacks around the league, just like Mike McCarthy said, you can point to all sorts of problems with different quarterbacks in different situations. They don't get the heat that Dak Prescott gets at all. You can go back to three years ago or four. Was it four years now since Jerry, when Jerry gave him the money? Oh, I wouldn't pay. You don't pay a, 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 a mediocre quarterback superstar money. Yep. Like, what are you talking about? That was March of 2021. Go ahead. What are you talking about? Yes, yep. you do. <laughs> because he's not mediocre. Mm. Okay. I, I don't think Jerry called on mediocre. No, not Jerry. Oh, not not Jerry. That's what media was saying. That. The, the you, media. you media people like. No, you I know you be media people. Y'all was say saying it. that sort of stuff. <laughs> and so what happens is, like I said, you can break down film in many different ways, as you both know, and show bad plays, mm. and then not give context to why mm. they're bad plays and what happened. Mm. We look at the San Francisco 49er film from the playoffs. He didn't play great. He threw the two picks. One of the picks, Gallup stopped on. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Skip, he oh, literally on. stopped. I mean, you got the Hall of Fame wide receiver. Route. You got a Hall of Fame wide receiver sitting right next to you. You have another receiver that played pretty damn good in the pros sitting next to you. 
And we have told you. It was a horrible idea. Michael Gallup runs the route the right way. We wouldn't even be having this conversation. All right. But you know what you do, Skip? You look at those type of things (laughs) and you attributed that to Dak Prescott's success. He hasn't won big in the playoffs. I once upon a time remember a quarterback who has two Super Bowl rings, went to the Super Bowl three times, MVP like four or five times, Hall of Fame, the whole deal, and Peyton Manning. He could not win in the playoffs. He had great regular season Early success. On. Right, right, right. Early great on. regular season success. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he was criticized, 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 criticized. Mm-hmm. And then finally he got over the hump. And he became America's quarterback. So Dak's going to go somewhere else and get over the hump? Is that what you're telling me? No, no, no. Peyton well, got over the hump in, in, in Indy. He did He got in over Indy, the hump so in right, Indy. Right, right, All I'm Indy. saying to you is, as one of his critical mm-hmm. media-type people, yeah. is you got to let it materialize no. instead of... Okay, well, no. you don't have to. Okay, this is amusing <laughs> to me because... People who don't want the Cowboys to win see this man across the table, Keyshawn Johnson. They're always saying, give Dak a break. You know, come on. He, he's, he's okay. Yeah, he's, he's okay. He's pretty good. He's just good enough to keep his job and leave me in disastrous frustration night after night after night. The people who do want the Cowboys to win know deep down in their hearts he's just not quite good enough to measure up to our standards. I became a fan of this team when I was 10 years old. I lived through Roger Staubach, who is in the Hall of Fame. I lived through this man and Troy Aikman, both of them in the Hall of Fame. My bar is set high, and Dak can't quite live up to my bar because he's just pretty good. So Jerry finally gave up and gave in and paid him in March of 2021, and I thought Dak took Jerry to the bank and then to the cleaners. And what happened that next year in 2021? Dak had his lowest QBR of his career, eight years worth of a 55. It was just barely above average. And that year, do you remember the home Denver game when they got behind 30 to nothing? Dak stunk in that game. Do you remember when they went up to Kansas City for a measuring stick game against Mahomes and company? Dak had the ball 12 times in that game and scored nine points. Nine points with 12 possessions. Vegas, they win the, on Thanksgiving Day at, at Jerry World. They win the coin flip in overtime, and Dak stinks on that first possession. Misses Noah Brown with the pass. It, it was horrendous. And then the three San Francisco games, they're measuring stick games. Dak now against San Francisco, three straight games. He's, he's completed 58% of his passes. He's three touchdowns to six interceptions with nine sacks. It's just not good enough. But I got spoiled because I know Roger Staubach, and I know Troy Aikman, and I know when you set the bar up there what great things can happen. Again, he makes Keyshawn happy because he's just pretty good. But Keyshawn knows in his heart of hearts when it's he time, he won't be there. Yes, he does. I, I do not have yeah. a horse in the race. I don't give a damn if you go to the Super Bowl or you don't. Guess what? I'm going anyway. So it doesn't, it doesn't do anything for me. What I try to do is calm you and Michael and the rest of the Cowboy Nation down to get you to understand this is a long haul, man. You want microwave. That's what's wrong with y'all. Y'all want microwave. You don't want to cook. Microwave. You want to put it in the microwave. Twenty-seven years. Right. 
Right, that ain't well, my fault. You can't speak that now, Keith. Well, it is kind of your fault. Right. You and, participated. And, and we That's spoke to fault. your pain earlier. We spoke to your pain earlier. Let this man get his pain out to What's the my pain? 27 I, years. It, it, that cold in Philadelphia that kept you from winning the Super Bowl for a few years. That cold that you had to go and get over in but Philadelphia. But that's what I'm trying to, so, so, what I'm trying so, to right. get you and Skip to right. realize. That's why I brought up Peyton Manning. But, 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 y'all criticizing this man on right. a constant basis. I ain't know y'all. Ain't know y'all. Okay. Now, Skip getting on him. I'm saying that, listen, I'm saying they're, they're, when, when we had Amari Cooper outside, yes. that looked much better. Yes. Because you had an outside force. That yes. year you had Amari and you had CD. He was just a baby growing. Yeah. I would have liked to have seen that mature a little bit more. Yeah. Because now, everybody, what they like to do now is what we call junk it up. You junk it up. And you put CD inside, and now you got all that junk up stuff that everybody's falling back. And sometimes it's harder to read. Nobody's focused on CD. You put CD outside like they did last week, and CD gets more opportunities because they're one-on-one battles out there. Now, if you have that opportunity, if you have that opportunity, man, I, I, I am not, I'm saying he doesn't have a weapon outside. When he had him, if they just kept him already, you'd already won a Super Bowl. So now if you go get you a Amari close to outside, I believe you got a better shot at getting the Super Bowl, even with Dak so Prescott. That, so is what I'm saying. Even, even with That's what I'm saying. It's not Dak Prescott. I'm saying they haven't had the right people around him at the right time. And, and, and okay. that I believe he, can, he has okay, the ability Skip, to do it. Skip feels like they have had the right people around Well, him. I had to clear that up for me because right. you're trying to put me in there. Too no, often, I'm not. I'm not. Dak Prescott too often plays like the fourth-round pick that he was. You're Skip, reaching. Man, the man you're is 65 reaching. and 38 in 103 okay. games. You know, Come on now. He's, right. he's two and four in the postseason. Okay. That's, that's not America's team. Okay. That's not what they we do. We games. don't do mediocrity. 27 we years do you've been mediocrity. Okay. 27 well, years. Well, you had something to do with it because you were there for a I ain't, But I ain't said I was great okay. for him. Right. I ain't never said that. I did my job. Okay, for, did for, you? For that, I did my job. If oh, that, if you you should have lifted them over the top. Oh, lift them over the get, top. With a meddling skip. ass owner. With a meddling ass owner who got in the way of my head. Lead Jerry out Lead Jerry out No, you stop it. No, you go. No. Skip tried to take a shot at me just now. I just said I needed more from you. Right? But you don't play quarterback. Vinny's 65 years old. Then you bring me Bledsoe at 60. You got my boy and Drew Henson who couldn't hit a curveball playing quarterback with me. So, 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 Come on, so, man, stop. Don't on, get me man. started. So would you so you could have taken if you had Dak, you think you could have taken that. See what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? If so, I had, so if, if, I, I, if had, Dak had you, I believe we would be there. If I if had, Dak had you, we would be there. At that time, we'd be having a different conversation. Because I think the same Dak thing. Prescott is hella good. That we saying the same thing. Skip try. He hella tried good. me. Are you hella kidding? Good. Hella good. I wish. I hope. You, try, you tried me. All man. right. Now we got to talk about a man that Keyshawn knows very well, Bill Belichick. Is he ready to start tanking? Hard conversation. Ooh. This is a hard conversation. This we got to get to a more somber subject. This did surprise me. It's a hard one. Mike Giardi of the Boston Sports Journal wrote this about Bill Belichick's Patriots. Mike Giardi wrote Plenty of folks in the upper reaches of the building would rather have more losses than a win or two that could cost draft positioning. In fact, some are already talking about next year. That's what one and five will do for you. 
So, Keyshawn, do you believe Belichick is on the hot seat or that he's all in for basically tanking for a high-pick quarterback? Here's what I would say. I don't believe he's on the hot seat for his head coaching job. I believe that there's going to be conversations at the end of the season to bring in and surrender, bring in somebody and surrender some of his power so that people can help build the roster a certain way. Now, as far as in the building, what's in the building? In the building can mean the, 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 the mm. guy down the hall who has no control, who feels a certain way. Maybe. I don't believe for one bit that Bill Belichick is saying, oh, well, we okay. won in five. We should just tank and go up and get a top five pick. He ain't saying that. I can promise you that. It's about winning and getting W's in any way that they can at this point in time in the season and continue to develop the players that he has. And if it mounts to W's over the course of the season mm-hmm. and they add them up and they're in a position at a high draft pick or he can move up or whatever the case is, that may be the case. But as far as sitting back and throwing the season mm-hmm. to go get a quarterback mm-hmm. that you have no idea what he's going to be in the NFL, I, I just I don't see the Bill Belichick that I know doing that. He's not he's not programmed that way. There are people that are programmed that way that are in the building. Maybe uh, the Kraft family had a conversation with somebody and said, well, the season's over right now. We might as well just yeah. not win and, and, and go and draft Caleb Williams or yep. one of these quarterbacks. That may be the case. Maybe. But Bill Belichick, not a chance. I, not I, a chance. I, and I find it interesting. And I thought in the genesis of this, that there's no way. No way, because he's a this. I don't want to call Bill a disciple of anybody, but he is basically yeah. a disciple of Coach Jimmy Johnson. Yeah. And I wouldn't walk in a room even thinking it around Coach Johnson. Not even forget saying it. You better not even think it because he may see it. And, and I see Bill the same way. And I said, no way Bill's up for this. No way Bill's up for this. Then I do remember Bill saying, maybe we should start over. I know he was talking about, I think he was talking about this season mm-hmm. when he asked, what do you do here? He said, maybe I should start. Oh, maybe we, we need to start over. That, 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 that kind of sticks me now. Now that I'm thinking about it in the midst of this conversation. Because remember, that's in the middle of him pulling and yanking Mac. And put him in the game, make him out of the game. So, so now, now what I'm saying, when I hear this coming from the front office or somebody inside or somebody up saying, we're thinking about we want to tank and go get a draft pick. Bill's not going to release that. He's not going to release that power if you go and get that draft pick. I'm talking to you, Key, because you say go get somebody. And I understand that. I'm with you. I would think, okay, if they do, they'll go get some, some genius offensive coordinator to bring in and, and, and do what you see two of them doing and all these other young quarterbacks coming in doing a guy with that mindset. But that, that's, that's Bill Belichick having to give up all that power. And I just but, don't see it. I don't see him taking it. It's, not, it's I mean, not giving up power. Let me tell you why I say it's, it's giving up power. It's working hand in hand with let, somebody. Okay, let me tell you why I say it's giving up power. Because if you go and get that guy, if you go get a Mike McDaniels-like guy and you make him the offensive coordinator in two years, he's going to be the head coach. You know what I mean? Because you can't lose him after developing your new quarterback. No, and now you're going, to be, you're going to be talking about giving him the opportunity. No, no, we're talking about, I'm talking about front office executives to help him. He ain't getting fired as the head coach. Okay, that's not going to happen. What's you, you, gonna... Wait, let me ask you. You think they'll give him a new young quarterback after what he did with Mac Jones? 
with what he just did when he put a defensive coordinator in to coordinate and coach this young quarterback. I, you think I they do, will give him another I chance at that? I do think if there was a young enough quarterback that, that was out there that made sense, they would allow him as a coaching staff to stick around to see that young quarterback with Bill O'Brien develop. You got to remember, he got a lot of, a lot of uh, 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 will with goodwill with Mr. Kraft. Yeah. He's there's a lot that. of good, there's a lot of goodwill there. So, Skip, when you talk about mm. he is wearing dual hats, mm. and when I say go get somebody, I'm talking about John Snyder, Pete Carroll, Pete's oh, running the show, okay. but John's the guy kind of, and they do it together. Right now, Bill's doing it solo. So you need another ride or die with you mm. to help you navigate that roster. Okay, Michael, quick point. Jimmy Johnson never was in a one-and-five position, right? It, it never went south for Jimmy. He was always in control of it, going north. This is right. going nothing right, but right, south. Right, right. Yeah. The point is, the question is, back to Robert Kraft, he is the man with the ultimate plan here because has he given Bill a virtual lifetime contract? Has he just said, Bill, We've been through it. You, you've given me so much. You tell me when you're ready mm. to go home. You, you're going to have to come. Is that where we're heading here? Because if it is, if, if that's the point, then, then Bill has the cachet to do whatever he wants this year. And the smart move right now, if you have a lifetime contract, would be to tank. It would be to take your foot off the gas because it's the only way to get healthy on the fly is to land the first pick in the draft and draft Caleb. And you, he, you believe he, in Caleb? He, he, I do, okay. but he ain't going to do it. All right. He's not built but like if, that. If, if he is actually on some kind of hot seat with Mr. Kraft, if Mr. Kraft is thinking, I got to see more from him down the stretch this year, or I'm just going to have to mm. tell him to go home, then obviously <laughs> Bill can't tank because he'd tank his way right out of a job, right? Yeah, yes, Skip. But when you're, you, you're asking – someone to do something that their integrity will not allow them to do. Yeah, but it's even not about but, integrity. It's, it's just about reality. It, and, it's and about the, how, and the how reality you... of it is, is they're going to try to compile as many wins as they can. Okay, and good. at the end of the week 17, they're going to look at that number. And if it's five or it's six or seven or whatever that number is, that's the draft position they're going to be in. Okay. And because you're not that going was... to get one of those top pick quarterbacks. If they even even if they even think that one of the quarterbacks is a top pick, okay, that's what I'm saying. And who's there? Is if who and who's there? You know what I mean? Listen, I I, I just I, I can't see. I don't even know how Bill would even intimate it's okay to let off the uh, let off the pedal and, and start tanking games. I, I don't even know how that conversation will go down. I, I just don't see and, it happening. And the individuals, and the individual who individuals who spoke to Mike. Now, Mike Girardi's great. No, but I'm saying the, individual, the individuals that spoke to Mike spoke on what they believe should happen. Mm -hmm. you, you see what I'm saying? That's what they yep. believe. Okay. Up next, Jared Goff, underrated? He ain't overrated like the Cowboys. Mm -hmm. Off number one so far among quarterbacks. Mm. 
Goff is seventh in MVP odds behind, in order, Tua, Mahomes, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Brock Purdy, and then Jared Goff. So, question is, Keyshawn, is Jared Goff underrated? I think he's extremely underrated. And, mm. and look, Skip, this is what happens, and you know from covering sports. When you are essentially thrown away, given up on, meaning like Sean McVay had a different plan with Jared Goff than, you know, other people would think, yeah. which is, hey, you got us to the Super Bowl, but you're not good enough to get us over the top. So I'm getting ready to get rid of you, yeah. and I'm going to go get Matthew Stafford. Mm -hmm. Oh, look, I won the Super Bowl. Yeah. So the first thing people say is, well, he got rid of a dude that went took him to the Super Bowl. He must not be any good. So that stays with you for a period of time. Mm -hmm. They don't give you the benefit of the doubt. And on top of that, you go to Detroit. So you didn't go to Dallas. You went to Detroit. If Dallas is the cream of the crop, as far as eyeballs in the NFL, yep. Detroit was at the bottom. True. So now he goes there. And since last year, week nine, the guy is 13-3. and three, <laughs> Only behind Super Bowl champion Patrick Mahomes since week nine of a year ago. Yep. And you start to look at that and you go, okay. But what they didn't realize in all of this was the guy who's the general manager in Detroit used to be in the Rams' front office. Brings him with him to Detroit. Dan Campbell has a certain philosophy and style. He's not asking Jared Goff to throw the ball 45 times a game. He's not asking that. But if he needed him to, he certainly could because he did it for Sean McVay. And so now you're looking at it, and slowly but surely, that, that, that nasty taste that people have on Jared Goff is chipping away, slowly but surely. Mm. He's not number one on football focus because he's just uh, number one. He's there for a reason, yep. because he's playing lights out football, he is. and it's time for people to give him his due mm. and forget about whatever people want to say was a disaster in Los Angeles because he was the number one overall pick and then eventually traded after taking the team to the Super Bowl and then having struggles, and then all of a sudden Skip. And, Michael, he's shipped off. So, yes, absolutely, he's underrated. And, 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 and he's underrated, no doubt. Now, on, on, on the screen we have, is he the most underrated quarterback in the NFL? And I would have to say no to that because even though those guys are in MVP vote, Tua and Purdy, we still keep calling them system quarterbacks. And I got to give Jared Goff credit in this sense that he's moved his name off that list, that system quarterback list, because that's what people thought in L.A. because things get out, got out in L.A. Yeah. Oh, Jerry Goff, Sean McVay's telling him everything in his ear before <laughs> the time clock runs out. So now you're saying, oh, so this, this, this Jerry, it's not Jerry Goff, it's really Sean McVay playing quarterback through Jerry Goff. Jerry Goff is over here playing quarterback mm. with a young team. He's not being, it's not a team where, where, where we're seeing him add a lot of veterans and everything and say, now we're on our way. They built this. They built this. He's mm -hmm. part of building something. It's different when you build something, when you started with something. Emmett, Troy, and I are great friends right now because we started something together. Yep. When Troy gets ready to leave Monday night, he'll text us on a group text because we started something. And that's the difference here. Hey, he's, he, he, he's not going to have that Trent different thing on him anymore. That, oh, yeah, he was quarterback that got carried to a Super Bowl. Not with what he's doing in Detroit. So, yes, he's underrated. Not the most underrated quarterback in the National Football League, but certainly underrated. But he can change a lot of that this week.
He could do this week and the rest of this year because if he keeps playing at this level and they keep winning the way they have been, he's going to get right in the MVP discussion. He's going right. to be right in the middle of it before this is over. So I'll buy what both of you are saying. He's, he's very underrated because of what happened when he virtually got traded for Matthew Stafford. Absolutely. Okay, is Matthew Stafford a little better than Jared Goff? Yeah, I'll give you that. I think he's a little better than Jared Goff. Again, both first picks in the form for process. Yes, okay, I, I got it. Is, is Jared Goff right now slightly better than Dak Prescott? And here I'm bashing Dak again. Okay, he, he might be slightly better than Dak because his arm talent is better than Dak's. The, the, listen, Jared Goff can flat out wing it. Maybe not quite with Matthew Stafford, but he can flat out throw it. I saw a breakdown in the ringer the other day where they ranked all the NFL quarterbacks, and they had Jared Goff 15th, and they docked him for lack of mobility, that he's a statue in the pocket. But when he right. needs to run, I got to tell you, I'll, I'll never forget the play that ended a 2018 playoff game. It tears my heart out out here in, at the Coliseum, Keyshawn's old stomping grounds. That play on third and seven ended the game because I didn't see it coming. Oh, that's and, on y'all defense, yeah, huh? Yeah, it was. And what a, what a call that defense. was. And I think it was a called rollout Y'all defense stayed giving eye. up the yeah. goods. That yeah. was more eye than, than, than physical ability. Yeah. Well, that, 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 that was a trickery game with all that again. eye candy was, that, was, that Matt Bay gave him. But that's y'all defense again. Yeah, okay. chasing. Right. chasing. That was a long time ago. We're different now. We got Dan oh, Quinn oh, coordinating. Really? We got Micah Parsons. We didn't have Micah that night. Okay. Maybe Micah sacks him right. as he starts to roll out. And, and right? what do you see that, Key? You see yeah. nobody playing assignment defense. I see the another. same thing I saw against the 49ers in Arizona. All a right. quarterback running on you. All right. <laughs> Up next, how much will Keyshawn dread Monday if the Eagles lose Sunday night? Good question. If was a fifth. Yeah. We'd all be If Sunday night the Dolphins managed to beat the Eagles, the Cowboys would suddenly be tied in the loss column with the Eagles. So despite two all-time bad losses, the Cowboys and Eagles would both have only two losses. Mm. Keyshawn, if that happens, how much would you dread coming in here Monday to face <laughs> me and Michael? I wouldn't dread anything. You're half yeah. a game back still. You can yeah. slice it and dice however you want to yeah. and make it sound good by exactly. saying yeah. only two losses in the yeah. loss column and all yeah. that. No, you're still a half a game back, and you got to play them twice. Okay, but oh. we're still afloat. Hey, yeah, yeah, man, it's right not gonna, I don't think Miami's going to beat them. Michael, I think it's 38-33. Mm. Yeah, I think Miami gets 33, but the Eagles score 38. That's just what I'm saying. Mm. I, I got Miami winning the game. I think it's a good, great game, actually, matter of fact. I got Miami winning 41-34. That explosive offense, and I told you how they're going to do it. They're going to throw quick passes early and deep passes late. Mm. But I can't tell you, I can't wait to see that challenge between oh. A.J. Brown and Tyreek oh, Hill, the number one and two receivers in the National Football League. Yeah. Y'all played the Eagles twice, Kim. Yeah, I can't wait to see Keyshawn's face on Monday because he wrote us off. Yeah. He buried us after Arizona. He him. buried us after 42-10 to 10 at San Francisco. And we have right. risen from the grave. Oh, because stop. We have risen only from the grave. Right, stop. Right, right. right. And y'all beat the Chargers by three, we and y'all was celebrating like y'all clinched the NFC title game. We cannot lose on Sunday. Mainly because we don't talk play. about you only. Yeah. You stood out by half. Oh, a game. man, man, no man, 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 man,
you know half a game out, man. You'll be tired. That is it for Undisputed. We're back Monday, 9.30 Eastern, and I cannot wait. We'll get to sit home and watch it.